Welcome to See the World Differently. Come explore and discover the world around you. Hello and welcome to 2020. This is the first podcast episode of the year. Uh, We're so happy you're here. We know it's very early in January and a lot of people are probably still nursing some headaches um, or some sleep deprivation. So we're thankful that you're here with us uh, and excited to start a new year of See the World Differently with Oceanscape Yachts. This podcast has just grown more than we ever could imagine. And we love taking the time to be able to sit with you guys and share our interviews and some light on this industry. And of course, travel tips that we all know and love, especially as I look outside in a really snowy winter wonderland here in Canada. We're just heading into the cold part. The holidays are over. So for me, the magic of the snow is quickly fading. (laughs) Um, So I'm also in need of some sunshine, Uh, which is exactly what this guest brought. Uh, Randy Berry was on the podcast and she is, um, she has a ton of experience and she has a ton of different things on the go. So I'll let her explain a little bit about it, but she's one of the creators of Nautic Nomad with her husband. She's uh, been a yachty for years. She's now land-based mainly. She's also has a fashion degree and has that on the side. So she is just an expert at marrying all of these amazing different, um, avenues together and creating this space for all of us. So Nautic Nomad is actually great for crew. It's almost like a trip advisor for crew. Um, so she's incredibly knowledgeable in the industry, has done a lot of travel. So she has some excellent places on places to go, um, excellent advice. And I'm not saying that because one of them is in Canada. Um, but uh, I really enjoyed this podcast with Randy. I'm sure you will too if you don't already follow us um, on iTunes, Google Play. Just click subscribe. It costs you nothing. It also costs nothing to rate and review. It takes literally two seconds of your time and it means the world to us though. So um, we'd love to see you on there. And of course, give us a follow at Oceanscape Yachts across all of our social handles and uh, check out the website, oceanscapeyachts.com. I hope you enjoy this episode and we'll see you next month. Great. So today we're here with Randy Berry of, I want to say Nautic Nomad, but you actually have a lot of uh, different names and titles and things next to your name. So um, without further ado, Randy, I would love um, for you to explain like kind of how you got into yachting and and what you're up to these days. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, I got into yachting because I started working at a place called Dent Island Resort. It's up in the inlets between Vancouver Island and Vancouver. Um, I was just working there in the summers to put myself through college. And so I kept on going back year after year. And we redid the docks this one year. Like they did like a multi-million dollar expansion. And they were able to have super yachts come in. And that was the first time I met, because we had had cruisers and people come in who were running their own vessels. And that was the first time we had super yachts come in where they were crewed. And they, you know, the crew would come up to the bar where I was working. And I was like, like, what are you guys doing? And they told me and... I was just like, that's crazy. Like, I just couldn't believe that people were, like, they were getting paid to do that job. It was insane. Um, And I, you know, I'd really wanted to do it. I had done some sailing before in the Med. I'd gotten my SCCW. I was, like, a volunteer sail instructor. So I was like, you know, that's a really cool option maybe for someday. Um, And I'd accidentally ended up applying to fashion school in Paris. Like, I thought I was applying to school. (laughs) Accidentally. Explain. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was submitting my portfolio to Emily Carr in Vancouver. Um, and then they had like an exchange program kind of going with Parsons in Paris. And I like, I guess, yeah, I accidentally applied to Parsons in Paris and then got in, which is awesome. Oh, cool. Um, until I, yeah, 
until I saw like the sticker for like how much tuition cost. Cause like in Canada, like the school, if I went to Emily Carr, I would have my education paid for. Um, but like, um, if, yeah, going They're overseas, I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Stick you with so all those like, fees. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a lot. It was like 30,000 euros tuition for a year, wow. which I guess is normal in the States. But I was like, how am not I going to make that much money? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not in Canada. So I was like, okay, well, um, I'm going to try this yachting thing. And it all happened really fast. I was working at the resort. I was like, I'd worked my way up to manager and bartender and like wine person. And I applied for this job on like allyachtjobs.com or something like that website doesn't even exist anymore. (laughs) It was like the The most generic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, this chief Sue like was just like, yeah, okay, we'll take a chance on you. So I quit my job. Like they're like, please just help us out until, you know, end of August at least. So I went straight from Dan Island Resort and then packed all my stuff, went very next day, flew to Savannah. Georgia um to the shipyard there and it was just like this is insane like it just wow it was so cool yeah Yeah, I deferred for a year for fashion school I said look I want to come but I just need to make money first so then that's kind of how I ended up getting my first job on a yacht it was Cleeks now it's Minderella but cool um, I love all these stories because everyone kind of assumes it's either going to be like a pretty straightforward thing like oh I grew up sailing or like I was racing and then I did it and it's just never it's never a generic story and it's always so interesting. Yeah. And often it has that exact element that you said of like, and then the next day I packed my bags and I left. Like it's all so quickly happening yeah. that you almost don't have a chance to be like, wait, is this crazy? I don't know, but you just kind of do it. And it's so exciting. It is so exciting. Yeah. And it's such a, it's a really exciting industry. Like I really do enjoy it. So yeah, it was, it was amazing. Like, and it ended up that the boat that I got on, we ended up going to the med. So I, like it was in Antibes just before I had to go up to Paris to go to school. So I literally, uh, my now husband <laughs> at the time was just the bosun and I was the second student. Oh, cool. he dropped me off. Yeah. He dropped me off at the train station. And so I just hopped on the train and took the train up to Paris, um, in time for school, which is wow, amazing. Oh, that's amazing. I was wondering, like, did you end up going to fashion school? You know, sometimes like you yeah. find a new passion and that's that, but okay. So you went yeah. and did your year in Paris. Yeah, so I ended up going to fashion school, and uh, it was really sweet, actually, because um, Darren, my husband, he started sending me, like, letters in the mail while I was going to school, like, letters, like, handwritten letters. It was so sweet. I was just, like, you know, living in this beautiful house in Paris. I was renting a room, and I would walk up to my mailbox that had, like, these ivy leaves climbing up the trellis, and, like, there'd be letters in there from him. It was so funny, though. They weren't, like, like love, love letters. They were just, like, this is what happened today. Like, okay. <laughs> what texting would be now? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just, like, okay. Like, I'm waiting for him to profess his undying love. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I ended up, after that, like, going back to yachting um, to make more money, you know, to do more fashion stuff. And we, we ended up, you know, becoming an item, working together on board yachts. We ended up going land-based because I had to get my green card. So I couldn't leave the States as often. Um, I had to, like, re- retain six months oh, right. and was approached. Yeah, so I was approached by, I was looking for a local-based yacht, you know, and uh, I was registered with Elite Crew International, and they approached me about working there with them. So I did that for a year and a half, um, doing crew replacement with them, crew placement with them, and then um, it, my husband was just like, "Look, it's time. You need to get back to your fashion. You need to start the thing that 
you know, is what brought you on this big journey in the first place. So, you know, we still have Nautic Nomad. We both work on it. He's, you know, full-time captain. And then I'm doing um, my fashion still. So I started doing online studies. Um, yeah, stuff like that. So okay. I started up a little shop, yeah, called Gypsy Tribe, where I sell little things that I make. But I'm also doing a master class online and just self self teaching myself how to sew and get back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Always learning. That's the trend nowadays, isn't it? So with can you explain a little bit about what Nautic Nomad is and like why you guys decided to create it? Yeah. So I mean, we just saw a need for we were working on charter yachts down in the DVIs. And we, you know, you end up collecting and learning all this information. And we wanted a way to package it up and share it with people and have have like crowdsourced knowledge and information. So that's what we wanted to create. And um, yeah, we just wanted, you know, to be able to share with people in a really easy way where everything is. Um, You know, and now we've kind of pivoted, like as our lives have grown and changed and how um, like our products and services that we offer have changed. And like, it's like everything nowadays, like with, you know, especially with digital products, like we pivot. So like we've pivoted a little bit with our, with our website and everything that we do. So like, you know, like we moved to land and we, we got a duplex and now we've moved. So we rent out that place for yacht crew. It's right down the street from Lauderdale Marine Center. Um, So now we've got, yeah. So now we've got like a, it's Airbnb, like, you know, crew, crew housing kind of thing for people who are in the shipyard. We do professional connections. Um, We, we still have like the, the website, but yeah, we're just like pivoting around the services that we offer just from being in the industry and the connections that we have and just using that the best way that we know how. Yeah. And it's ideal because being a crew member, you know, okay, it's really depressing if I'm stuck at the shipyard all of winter on a dry dock or whatever it is. And, you know, you want recommendations of where to go. And if you have a place to stay, that feels like home after like, you know, living out of a suitcase maybe. So it's really cool. You literally saw a hole in the market and a gap and, and you're feeling it. And like you say, that is just kind of how the world works now, isn't it? Like you're always kind of pivoting, changing focus, evolving, growing. It's never going to be one stagnant thing. So that's really cool yeah. for other. And I, I assume the reception from other yachties has been really positive. Yeah. I mean, people are like, wow, I didn't know that that was your business. Because <laughs> <No. laughs> like I do know a lot of people through other things like oh, through I have like this this group on on Facebook called Yachty Bring and Buy, which I started ages ago. And it's just like where a crew can sell things like that are really specific to yachts okay. or like how yachties, you know, come to town and like buy a motorbike because that's what you do when you're making expendable money. And then they get a job and they're like, ah, I need to sell it quick. Yeah. So it's so funny because when I was working at Elite, like, you know, I end up meeting, I end up meeting a lot of people and they don't necessarily know like what, what I'm exactly affiliated with, you know, and they're like, oh, it's not like no that your business. And they're like, oh, you're the girl from Yachty Bring and Buy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, your CV so, would be pretty long if you went and said like, these are all my current positions and companies and everything else. Yeah. But that's cool. Yeah. And speaking of how you're evolving, like a Drift Film Festival is something you've just wrapped up after, or was it before Lauderdale? Yeah, before the boat show. Yeah, okay. So, okay, that was a really busy season for you then. Um, What, uh, how did it, that was the first one, right? Yeah, so that, that kind of came about because uh, Shelton uh, from Luxury Yacht Films, I interviewed him for the Nautic Nomad blog, like, probably a year and a half ago, maybe almost two years ago, Um, when he first launched um, Luxury Yacht Films, just to, like, 
yeah, I was just interested in what he's doing. Just wanted to help him gain some exposure. And he mentioned it to me then. He was like, hey, I want to put up, a, put on a film festival. Like, I think you'd be the right person, you know, to do, do it with. And I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. And then about six months ago, he was like, all right, I think it's the time. I was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was a really great experience. And um, Francesca, who also became part of the mix, um, the three of us, worked so well together because we each had our own strengths. You know, um, Shelton's obviously got the filmmaking part of everything. He's been to a film festival, an independent film festival. He's won an independent film festival. So, you know, I've never even been to one or anything. So, yeah, yeah. he had that knowledge. And Francesca um, was is a purser, so she's extremely organized. And I think I was just like the person on the ground, you know, like I'm here, I know lots of people and was just like able to go to park an ocean like check out the venue you know figure out stuff so it was it was really cool experience for sure awesome well will it be like an annual thing or do you think you guys are still seeing the fallout from it like how it all went and feedback and then sort of decide yeah I mean it was it was beyond our expectations we had over 300 people there we thought maybe 100 people will come yeah and like when I knew because we had a sponsor give us beer um Saltwater Brewery gave us 164 beers to hand out for free at the door. And when we ran out of beer, that's when I was like, oh, no. Okay. And it's still a huge line. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be crazy. So um, it ended up costing us a little bit more to put on, like, with the with the venue. But uh, it, it was amazing. And we ended up raising over – donating over $2,000 to um, Yacht Aid Global. And that money has gone directly to um, Children's School Supplies in Abaco. So that was really cool experience. And yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to do it again next year. So it will be the same, same day. We've locked it in at Park and Ocean the Wednesday before the boat show starts. Okay, perfect. Everyone's in town and looking for something to do. So (laughs) you're the place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, awesome. And it's not during the boat show. Because yeah, if you do it during the boat show, like I think it would have been too hectic. There's so many parties that go on. You're conflicting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And for you guys too, right? To be on doing other stuff during the boat show and managing it becomes a, a whole big beast of exactly. its own. <laughs> yeah. It's probably yeah. really good timing. You have it. So, um, so that's really cool. And as you've mentioned, you've kind of been all over. We've been chatting before because both of our partners are around South Africa. So I know you love visiting there as well, but do you have any destination picks for people? Like, you know, it doesn't have to be by boat. Um, we're both Canadian too. So if it's your home country, <laughs> I totally agree. Um, yeah, just any places in the world that you could recommend people to go or they really need to see. They love getting recommendations from our, our interviews here. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so I mean, I definitely, I think because I spent so many years chasing the sun, like I now crave places like yeah. Vancouver Island where I grew up. <laughs> Um, it's incredible. And like, really, honestly, growing up in the Comox Valley is where I grew up. It's, it's north of Victoria by like three, four hour drive. Um, you know, growing up there, we just, we did everything. We went to the beach, we went snowboarding, skiing, like, you know, we were just always outside, even though it's, you know, it does get cold in the winter. It's still quite temperate. Um, you know, you can still go and get a coffee and walk down the docks and look at the boats and, it's just everyone's really into being outdoors like on Vancouver Island like Mm -hmm. we had a raw restaurant in 2002 where you could go and like pick up lunch like raw food restaurant people are just like super you know down to earth and being outdoors and doing that kind of thing there so it's really great for adventure tourism yeah um yeah and like but growing up there I was like oh this place is you know I can't wait (laughs) to get out of here and then I went and traveled the whole world and I was like 
actually, where yeah, I'm from is good. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you need to do that, right? To appreciate yeah. it. Otherwise you won't. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, by boat, if people are going by boat, Dan Island Resort is absolutely incredible. Like they do um, salmon fishing there. They do salmon fishing charters. You can fly in by float plane from Seattle. You can come in by helicopter. Um, you can stay in the lodges there or you can arrive by boat and stay in the docks. It's beautiful. Like all the little inlets up there are so amazing. And, you know, everything works with the tides because the tides are so huge. Um, so like your whole life revolves around the tides up there, which is like just a really interesting way, I think, to travel by boat. Yeah. Um, I love like all those little inlets. Seattle is incredible. Um, on the island is Tofino, like for surfing in the winter, the surf gets really big out there, which is like freezing cold, but yeah, um, <laughs> if you're into surfing, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. And then in the winter also, they have really good, uh, storm watching. And then in the summer, the, the surfing's really good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I'd say as far as cities go, like, I just love New York so much. It has so much energy. Like it, uh, that city just keeps me awake. Like we were docked there at Chelsea Piers on a yacht and we would get two hours off in the day to go for like a nap. But right. I just got more energy walking around the city and just walk around and see things. And it's just alive. Like you just, yes. So and I think it's, um, having spent time, like I said, I've, I've lived in London for years and it's similar there because somebody pointed out once that like in a lot of big cities, especially in Canada, we drive everywhere or like LA, you have to drive everywhere. But in cities like New York and London, everyone's on the street. Like you're running into so many people and you're feeling like feeding off of all of it. And you're not like locked up in your car. And once I was pointed out to me, I was like, that's so true. It's like its own thriving body, you know, like the city is a person and you really don't get it in a lot of places. So, um, that's a great tip actually. And especially, we always recommend like the fall too, right? Because the colors are so beautiful. If you're yeah. not from this part of the world, you just can't beat the foliage. But you said you chase the sun. So is there a yeah. sunny place that you, especially as we do head into winter in, uh, in the north right now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, we were based for a long time in the Turks and Caicos. And that place is really beautiful. Um, like the most pristine waters you've ever seen. They've got like a lot of stand-up paddle boarding there. Beautiful, beautiful beaches. Um, it's super expensive. Like it's crazy. I mean, for us as yacht crew living there, like our date night went from weekly to monthly because it's just <laughs> insane. But um, it is an absolutely beautiful place to go, and it's a great place to visit by boat because there's just you know there's lots of little anchorages you can go and hang out and you know just jump off the boat in. So it's nice. it's absolutely stunning. Yeah, and yeah. then feel like you're alone in a place that, you know, has resorts and lots of tourists sometimes. But that's what's great yeah. about yacht charters, right? Like, you can feel like you're the only people in the world. Yeah, yeah. And there's not that many people that even know where Turks and Caicos is or that it exists as a destination. So um, it's still pretty exclusive. Which okay. Is okay, so go soon then, right? This is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> then we yeah. talk about it. <laughs> Before it gets out, yeah. Yeah. Really. Um, and another uh, question our listeners love to hear, but um, I think you've kind of answered it, is like if you weren't doing the yachting gig, what would you be doing? I'm guessing it would be still marrying your passions with like fashion and, and sort of networking. And is that what yeah. it'd be? Or do you have something totally off the walls? Like I've always wanted to be in a marathon runner or I don't know, <laughs> endurance well, athlete competing worldly. Yeah. No, yeah. I think um... – Look, I'm I'm doing like Nautic Nomad like full time as my job, as it were, and then my fashion as my passion. Um, 
And so I would, I guess like if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably be doing, working with my husband, like on boats as like a stew or a chef or whatever. But I did, I did want to be in the circus growing up, like in Canada, oh. we, you know, like the Cirque du Soleil, I wanted yeah. to do that. I, I used to do the aerial silks quite a lot. Like I own some and I always wanted to be in Cirque du Soleil, but now I just go and see it. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> as an adult, you can do that. Yeah. I can yeah, exactly. Now, I think I made the right choice. I was like, I'm either going to go into yachting or I'm trying to get a get like trying to get trying to get into a uh, Cirque du Soleil and I think I made the right choice so. well I mean yachting <laughs> is a bit of a circus and you travel around with them, so you've kind there of you go. yeah do you miss being on board or do you feel like that was kind of a season of your life and you're kind of happy to be on land uh I mean I I like working on super yachts like I don't miss being like me and my husband used to work on the on like the 60 foot yachts together doing I was like chef's stew. And then he's captain engineer. That was really tough on me. Like that was a lot of work. And um, just be with your partner, or just the juggling of the like. Sometimes it it can be too much too, right? If you're in tight quarters and oh yeah, like people say, if you can get through that job, you can get through anything. So um, (laughs) I mean that that definitely solidified our relationship a lot. Like just constantly being each other's face. But the job itself, you know, like doing the cleaning and the cooking, it was like a lot on my body. And that was really hard. I love being on like the 60 meter plus. Sometimes some boats come through town and they'll be like, Hey Randy, like, you know, we need a crew chef for a couple months. So you come help us out. And I'll do that. Like, because I love like meeting new people and I love making people happy with good food. Like, you know, that's, I love entertaining at my house. So I'll do that once in a while. Um, but I do like the super yachts, um, but I just being able to be a part of the industry still is such a blessing. I feel like just to still have friends that are in the industry and, you know, still get to hang out with them and cause it's so, it is so fun. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Because like a family yeah, it was too, definitely, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's such a, just a thriving and interesting, you know, group of people you're always meeting. So doing a drift, doing Nautic Nomad, doing all these things, I still get to be a part of it, which is so nice. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned, you know, the the size of the yacht too, because I had a charter broker friend and they were explaining the same, like they don't know how some of them do. Cause like when you're in a bigger yacht, you have more crew obviously to go around, yeah. but like if you're on a small sailboat, you're the chef cooking for every single person. Cause there's not enough people like space on the boat to yeah. have like a crew chef and you know, the guest chef or whatever. So it's, um, it's something people don't really realize, I think, cause you would think like, Oh, smaller boats, probably more manageable, but it's really, it's like, okay, then you probably wear like 15 hats and you know, yeah. don't really sleep and everything else. So <laughs> it comes yeah. With its own. My friend kind of explained it as like a, it's like a, you know, you're at a disadvantage if it was a game, like, you know, you've got maybe eight on two, you know, whereas if you get on a larger boat, you've got like 15 on eight, like, you know, yeah, like the game true. just gets, it's like a little bit more even when, when you have more people, you know, you've got at least one person per guest at least. So yeah, not that that person's, you know, designated to that person, but it's just like, look, I am just the crew chef and I am just the guest chef and yeah. I'm, yeah, you know, just the girl clear. that does the laundry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas when you're on those smaller boats, you're like, I'm everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like whatever can happen happens and you just kind of got to roll with it and then you get stuck. And then, yeah, I can imagine it's it's high pressure too, which is funny because it's a luxury and a um, hospitality industry, right? So the people that you're right. serving are on, you know, super relaxed and they're just here to have a good time. And then it's like, you know, a duck, you're calm on the surface and then you guys are like paddling. Oh like yeah. Crazy. 
neat. That is such a good, that is such a good analogy. It really is. You're just like, everything's great. And you yeah. go back and you're like, ah. <laughs> yeah, just got to get through it. And then, but like you say, worth it in its own way. So um, as you just yeah. name dropped all your places, where can people find you? Like which websites do you want them to check you out on or social handles? We'd love to go and follow you and check you out after this. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, on Instagram, um, you can find us all of our social handles for Nautic Nomad. We got at Nautic Nomad. So on Instagram, Facebook, um, you know, our website, nauticnomad.com. I'm on Twitter. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're everywhere with that. And then my personal one, which, you know, like I have linked all of my other octopus things that I do is Randy at sea on Instagram. It's Randy with an I, Randy at sea. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Randy. I really appreciate this time. And congrats, by the way, listeners. Uh, as you heard, she's also Canadian, but she did get her, uh, you got your, I want to call it residency, yes, but my, your green card. My yeah. U.S. passport. Yes, that's exciting. So now you thank can you. travel freely, eh? Yeah, it's not such a, it's not such a pain, you know, to be, it's just having the restrictions of having the green card. Uh, it just feels nicer to be able to be like, hey, now I'm a citizen. I've got my passport. There's yeah. no restrictions. Work stuff I can is vote. easier. Can... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, take power Thank for you. that voting uh, next time you guys are <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, thanks so much, Randy. I really appreciated your time. Pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to See the World Differently. Until next time, keep daydreaming. <laughs>